0: It's Tennessee Titans talk, and we've got all three of us together. Landon's recently decided on college. She's going to go to the University of Tennessee in the fall, hopefully when they have a fall semester. Landon, how excited are you to go on the hill?
1: UTK accepted me way back in November. I'm just glad the search is over.
0: For a lot of our listeners that live in this state, what an absolutely charming, terrific place. So good luck to you, bud, on that. We'll talk to you about that later on in the summer. Yeah,
1: good luck, Landon. Thanks, guys.
0: Guys, we're going to start with our mock draft. We're going to do the first 10 picks today. You're going to get our take on these national guys Uh, I know we're picking at 29 but I think a Titans fan at this point is an NFL fan I know you guys all watch the first night pick to pick just really pumped to see who's going to come down we had a few surprises last year in the top 10 namely Daniel Jones at six do you guys we'll start with you John do you see a surprise in the top 10 just kind of generally
2: I don't know about a surprise I think there are some teams I think are going to trade out of the top 10 kind of looking at Detroit is trading out all that trade all the trade smokes Screens are all, you know, just exactly that. They're smoke screens until we come to draft night or something before that. I I think the top 10 is a pretty strong... I guess, consensus. So I don't I don't really see too many surprises here.
1: I do see one potential surprise. I'm buying into the rumors that teams are luring Tua t- Viola down their boards due to his medical concerns. A couple teams have actually failed him from the results they got back from his fiscal. So I'm seeing Justin Herbert go before Tua. I'm not sure if Miami and the Chargers, the two teams that are most commonly mocked, those two guys, if they're going to trade up or they're, or they're just going to sit and let whichever quarterback falls to them fall to them without having to give up any premium assets.
0: I think the Cleveland Browns are going to try to trade out of 10. They're back to their, I think they're a baseball team doing the analytical cute stuff. That's what we hear anyways. Maybe it's a smokescreen, but usually they are pretty easy to find out what they're doing. So I think that 10th pick is for sale. So if we see Jordan Love, Herbert, Tua fall to 10, we may see like we did in 2017 where the bidding sort of starts there, where we saw the Bills trade out, Chiefs trade up to 10. So I think that'll be a really interesting point to end the top 10. Let's start with number one. I think we all think Joe Burrow is going to go number one. There is maybe a Little mystery if uh, another team can give a sweetheart deal to the Bengals, but it it looks pretty locked in, right, John, that we're going to see Burrow head back to, to where he's from, Southern Ohio.
2: I think so. I mean, that's been the worst kept secret, of, you know, of the offseason. And even going into the end of the last season, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Joe Burrow is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, especially even since apparently he had some say in the franchise tagging of AJ Green. I don't know if I believe that, but maybe he did. Who knows? But I think he's going to be a Bengal. I, w- I would love to see cincinnati shake things up but passing on a guy like burrow is kind of dumb for a franchise like that
0: landon if burrow fails to become a top five quarterback in this league or even top 10 quarterback in this league why is it going to be what's what's going to be the limitation or weakness or circumstance that keeps him out of being a top tier nfl quarterback
1: it would probably be his arm strength and the fact that he really exploded in a very favorable system down in lsu loaded with nfl talent right behind Alabama for the most NFL talent on offense. When he comes to the NFL and he doesn't have a massive talent advantage, he can't hit as many easy open targets. His arm is not elite, but he makes that less of a concern with his pocket mobility and he shortens throws. But he doesn't have an elite arm, which defenses can key in on. He's mobile, he likes to scramble, and I can see him taking some big hits like he took in college, except he's got grown men hitting him. He suffered some injuries in college, but they didn't keep him out of games. But if he can't protect himself and he can't really stretch defenses with his arm, I can see him failing to become what we expect him to be.
0: I could see Cincinnati being a, a decent team in 2020 improved offensive line play I think we could see them be pretty good but I think that is a big thing I think if he's just on a bad team his tendency to hold the ball a while can see it going bad that way generally I think he's got a pretty high floor we've heard a lot about Joe Burrow though for a few months so we can go ahead and move on our beloved Washington Redskins, a team that just gets a lot of flack. There's just no question, but they've been close. They started two seasons ago at five and one. There's some talent on this team. John, is it a no brainer that they're going to go chase young here?
2: They have a plethora of pass rushers. So it's not like an obvious need for that team. But I think just with chase young sitting there, I think they kind of have to do it. And with riverboat Ron, you know I think he's always had a tendency towards defensive players and I think he's, I think this one is just so tempting for him he just does it so I I think there is I'd probably put it at a 98 98% certainty that Chase Young will be a Washington Redskin although there are some other interesting options I think they could have but I think he's the guy.
0: Landon Chase Young is 6 Almost 6'5, 265. This guy was a big time prospect coming out, the top uh, player in the state of Maryland. So, this guy has been a blue chip from the very beginning. He got on the field, has 23 starts at Ohio State. No one counts it against prospects when they don't have 30 or 40 starts at an Ohio State or an Alabama or a Georgia these days. This guy has 30 and a half sacks for his college career. He's just right at, just turn 21. But for me, Landon, I think the big thing is that when we evaluate him and, and his career, because I do think Washington over the years made some kind of boneheaded stuff where they're scared to not do the obvious thing for all the media and, and fan backlash. I really believe that. So I think unless they just get an absolute, but because of, like you said, Landon, uh, Tua's, especially in the circumstance we're in now where they just really can't vet out his health. I don't think there's a guy worth turning up for two unless somebody really wanted Chase Young. I think they stay here. They take this pick. For me, I think it's a lack of comparable for him i think because he's coming from ohio state he's going to be compared to the bosa brothers he's not that kind of player
1: right oh absolutely not the Bosas are more technicians and more power-based chase young probably has one of the best first steps i've seen since von miller came out you watch a lot of his sacks the offensive tackle is still in his stance and chase young's already a step towards the quarterback it's just all about speed he's a natural 4-3 end coming off the edge. He's got the hand strength and the power to take guys around the corner and get to the quarterback. He's devastating at forcing fumbles. He's got great awareness of where the quarterback is holding the ball. And I actually think he's better than either Bosa brothers. And those two guys are looking like they're going to be all pros for the foreseeable future. He's a better athlete, not as great of a technician, but I think he's got higher upside than
2: either of those two, which is a scary thought. I've seen some comps where they, you know, say a player comp for him is Javon curse which obviously you guys know me that kind of rings home with me but yeah I, I kind of agree Lynn. I think he, he might be better than those two
0: I don't know that he's gonna be better I think Nick Bosa is going to be absolutely outstanding but they are going to be different so I think people need to uh, kind of understand that you're not gonna watch him like Bosa is so big and strong both guys especially Joey you see them on every play just sort of edge up and just beat their guy to death right and so the at the end of of a game they play against the run so well this is a guy i think javon curse is is a good comp to be a speed rusher to to have all this athleticism he's a big guy 265 but he doesn't look that big just because he's so athletic he's got long arms he's got a great frame but he this is a guy who is just going to could potentially be in on three sacks a game but other times you know like against the run or whatever you don't necessarily necessarily see a pure pass rusher be around the ball potentially every play like you do the boats i just think it's different i hope people have the right expectations not that this guy. I could not lead the league in sacks multiple years. All these guys are risk. Pass rushers are risk. With a guy like this at his age and his athletic background, he is a no-brainer at number two, and the Redskins are gonna stay right here and just sort of count their lucky stars. Number three, it can get interesting. The Detroit Lions, they really give a lot of effort, but they've just not been relevant in a while. I did not like the top 10 pick of TJ Hawkinson last year. They are desperate. To be a playoff team or a playoff contender some of these teams i think towards the bottom are more interested in kind of building from the ground up detroit threw a lot of money at a lot of veteran players in this offseason landon where do they go they're looking to shop this
1: oh absolutely i'm expecting them i in this mock i have justin herbert going here because i think either miami or the chargers trade up for the last sure thing at quarterback with two as uncertainty but for detroit like you said Matt Patricia is in win now. He's at Link's end with the front office. He's probably out the door if they're a disappointing year again. So I can see them staying, and they're just going to take a blue-chip town to try and help them win now. But I can also see them trading back a couple picks, and the guy they like can probably still be there. And then they just get more picks they still get their talent, and they just help reload and rebuild the roster with high-end talent. So
0: let's pick more of who we think is going to go third than what team is going to pick them. John, who do you like at three?
2: Well, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where the Lions are going to draft Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, cornerback. Um, I like that pick for them, especially since they got rid of Darius Slay. So it makes sense as far as a fit. But honestly, at three, I just don't understand how you cannot take Isaiah Simmons. The guy <laughs> plays every position and he's an animal so if it were me i would take isaiah simmons even though it's not a, a glaring need for them but i i would grade him over Akuda.
0: Landon, Isaiah Simmons is just a fantastic, fantastic talent with all his measurables and how he did in the combine, doesn't underscore how excellent he was on the field for Clemson. That being said, I would take Jeff Okuda if I were Detroit and I couldn't trade out of the pick. Jeff Okuda, and here's why, I think he plays a more premium position and he plays, we know what position he's going to play and we know what skill set he has and how it translates. Isaiah Simmons is a terrific player, but he's going to be a different player for a different, for whatever different team he gets on. On. Okuda is got the long-term potential to be an absolute shutdown island corner
1: right Hoot. I agree with everything you said about Okuda but I believe that Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon goes here to a team that wants to get a surefire quarterback prospect who also has upside I think he has the most upside in this draft even more so than Jordan Love so I see a team trading up with the Lions who want to move back and a team trades up and gets Herbert pick
0: four is a team these New York teams we all just love to discuss them and they're just New York is such a football crazy place the Giants are at a really interesting point here they have their quarterback of the future I tend to think he's going to be a top 10-ish quarterback at some point if you can say healthy. Obviously, we like their skill pieces. Let's talk the Giants. I, I think based on um, Gettleman's sort of history with the Panthers and now the Giants, I think he's going to look offensive lineman here. I think he's going to look tackle.
1: I would agree. I've seen rumors that Isaiah Simmons would make a lot of sense, which it does because their linebacking group is absolutely atrocious, not to mention there's hardly anyone in it. But just Gettleman loves hog mollies And more importantly, an offensive tackle protects and helps their most recent premium additions, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So it helps justify those picks because now Saquon has more running lanes and Daniel Jones has more time. As far as which tackle, the rumor is that Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa would be their preferred target. He's an athletic freak for an offensive tackle, 6'5-320. He meets all the benchmarks for arm length and hand size, but he also runs sub-4-five, jumps out of the gym. He's just a different level of athlete than pretty much every other tackle that comes out in the past couple years
0: so for me a lot of years top five teams that are picking picked a quarterback in previous years they would like to pick an offensive tackle a left tackle the future but there may not be in every draft there's not a top five type tackle i think tristan Wirfs is that guy john he's my favorite tackle in this draft. Landon mentioned he is just perfect measurables. Almost 6'5", 320, 34-inch arms, 10-inch hands. That sounds strange to say, but of course that stuff matters uh, typically. Great wingspan, excellent athleticism. I think this guy is going to go forth. I think they're so desperate to justify and help the guys they've picked in the previous two years, Saquon Barkley, and now especially Daniel Jones since they went out on, on such a limb. I think they're going to help him any way they can, right?
2: I'm always partial to big 10 offensive linemen i think they just are you know bred differently and they play the game differently they're super physical and i think he like you guys said he he meets all those measurables so while other teams might be like scratching their heads at, that jedrick wills is still on the board or um you know beckton out of louisville i think warfs is a really good pick he's huge he's strong and he's physical
0: you know how desperate they've been. Of course. Guys on the line. I think that he'll play right tackle for them. Nationally, you hear a lot of people say, I think it's just because of the Brandon Scherf-Iowa connection. Oh, you may kick in and play guard. I think this guy's going to be a right tackle, just because he doesn't have 35 or 36-inch arms. And Beckton is such a unique prospect, and we're going to talk about him, I'm sure. But he has one really good year of tape, and he's huge. But he, this guy, this is a guy that you know has been 400 pounds. And he struggles. So I think at four, you take the guy that is at offensive tackle of central casting even if his ceiling is a little lower this guy could be just excellent for a very long time so i personally think we see worse at four
2: i was agreeing with you guys on Werfs, but i could see a guy that i could see a guy like beckton actually going up four because he's pretty versatile he's he's played a left tackle he's played right tackle he's kind of done it all i think that this kind of gives them the flexibility they need of a star potential lineman where they can plug him on, in on the left or the right side and like you said he's massive absolutely huge he's six seven three 364 with a little over 35 and a half inch arms. So I think just the ability for them to have a guy like that, I would not be surprised if Werfs go here. Werfs goes here as well.
0: I think that's really smart because I thought I was kind of going out for Werfs, you know, a little bit. I think NFL circles are going to love him. Uh, Dave Gettleman's going to love him, but Becton is so intriguing, isn't he, Landon? Just of what he could be, like with his physical set and all that. I mean, like he would have to be part of their discussion if you're a talent. Evaluator and your job's on the line, he would be just so tantalizing.
1: Becton looks like Trent Brown if he could consistently keep his weight under control. And Trent, ba- Trent Brown has been really good when he stays healthy. And so if you can get a consistent top-tier offensive tackle, you obviously have to take it
0: guys let's go number five the Dolphins I'm gonna throw you guys for a loop here I don't think they're gonna take a quarterback It's so muddled here and I think they're so just this year the lack of information on Tua that was just kind of a, a perfect storm in most years I think they'd have 32 different doctors would be poking and prodding this guy they don't have that you mentioned Landon he may not be on every team's board let's start with you John who do you like for the Dolphins at five
2: well because it's the Dolphins I'm still gonna peg them in at a quarterback they went kind of heavy during free agency and spent a whole lot Of money, and they filled a whole lot of needs. Not saying they're a good team or a perfect team, but the one area of concern is always going to be quarterback. I can also see them addressing running back, too. I think this pick is going to be Justin Herbert. It's the Tua medical stuff, just even some teams being out on them, they're going to get scared away, I'm sure of it. So they're going to want to take a quarterback. Their best option outside of Tua right now is Herbert. So I think they make him their quarterback of the future really quick, and he doesn't have to start immediately with Fitzpatrick and even Josh Rosen on the on the roster so I just think that Herbert is their guy their constellation prize more or less
1: I actually don't believe that they they're one of the teams that have failed Tua's medicals so I actually see them taking Tua here they're not going to trade up like they used to in mock drafts before obviously the situation caused them to be unable to check them out with their own doctors they're not going to give up picks to draft Tua if he's there, they still believe him. He has the potential to be a number one overall pick if he were healthy. They can sit and redshirt him this year, obviously since they have Ryan Fitzpatrick as the incumbent starter. And with his upside, you're getting a potential franchise quarterback at number five as a third quarterback off the board, which is a risk you pretty much have to take with how Miami desperately needs a quarterback.
0: Herbert is going to go here at five. Otherwise, I don't think he's going in the top five. You could be totally wrong about that. Watching more tape of him even today, I mean, the guy has a lot to work with. He's tough. He does remind me of Ryan Tannehill. That would be my comp for him. But he has got a while before he kind of gets a feel for the game. And that took Tannehill a while. But he is athletic. As big as he is, I like the frame just for him to be, you know, sturdy. I think Miami has really unique plans, though. They could get bold here. They pick again at 18. Jordan Love has just as much. And I know a lot of people think he'll go in the top 10. I don't know. Because as raw as he is, you put on his tape tape against LSU. uh, Utah State played LSU in 2019. In 2018, they played Michigan. In 2019, the guy had zero help. I mean, zero help. And usually a guy that's supposed to be, you know, a top 10 pick, he should just be able to make it work but i could see them getting bold and maybe passing here because how beneficial would it be to take beckton here at five and they sort of and they have fitzpatrick for another year they could take a guy maybe they like a little bit later at 18 or maybe in the second round or maybe wait for next year i know that's very bold but this is potentially guys gonna be a wild nfl draft because everybody's board is usually pretty similar not this year i don't think so it's gonna be more about who they talk to and how they interpret tate all right guys number six chargers people pencil them in for herbert both of you think he's not going to be there for them i don't really know if he's a good fit for just the way they run their offensive line i actually think justin herbert this would be just because I think he his career is going to be somewhat contingent on where he goes I would not like that fit both of you guys have them off John who do you have at six to the Chargers?
2: this might be a shocker you know especially considering what you just said but I think they are still going to go quarterback I don't think it's going to be two of though I think they're going to go Jordan Love I think that's a guy that they can put in there and they can literally have a competition between Jordan Love and Terod Taylor and may the best man win I think that's what they want to do a quarterback and kind of let those chips fall well I believe that the chargers are going to trade up for tua so i see okuda going here he's a blue chip
1: like you said earlier nathan he's a blue chip cover coin he's got all pro potential he fills their biggest need and he's an instant day one impact player and it just makes too much sense it's a top three talent at number six
0: i think the chargers are gonna roll the dice on Tua. Here. i really do he would be a good fit ideally for what they're trying to do i think justin herbert is a he's not a statue out there but i think they're gonna Perceive that they're going to watch his tape. In just the offense that he ran at Oregon, that stuff, they just didn't ask him to stretch the ball a lot, and his stats look good, and I would take him. But I just think he would be, just with the Chargers' history, I think they need a bit of a slinger like they've had for the last nearly 20 years. And I think Tua is more like Phillip Rivers than Herbert. So I think they roll the dice on Tua here. All right, the Panthers, uh, they've had an interesting offseason. We don't talk a lot about the Panthers usually, but with uh, who they've hired, John, your guy from Temple (laughs) Via. Matt Rule. Baylor. Uh Matt Rule's gonna be really interesting and I I think they've gotten some, some flack for the, you know, like people don't see the upside of Teddy Bridgewater. I think they're trying to establish a program like a college program, build it from the ground up. I think they're going to have some success. Are they going to be championship level? We'll see. I think they go infrastructure here. I don't think they make a big splash. John, who do you like for them at seven?
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think the mock drafts I've seen so far have pretty much hit this one, hit the nail right on the head. I think they're going to take Derek Brown out of Auburn. He's just a game wrecker and, you know, they could use some defensive help, especially losing Luke Keekly to retirement this offseason is kind of a wild thing so i could see them loading on loading up on young talent on the defensive side of the ball throughout the throughout the whole draft to tell you the truth my other consideration was wide receiver here but i think i'm going to stick with that Derek brown pick
0: Landon, I would consider defensive tackle, interior defensive line, Carolina's biggest need.
1: Well, I would agree it was their biggest need. They got worse at the position after being the worst run defense in the NFL last year. But with the loss of Luke Kuechly and Isaiah Simmons still on the board, it's just too good of a pairing of talent and need to pass up. We talked about Simmons earlier. He's the best linebacker in this draft by a mile. He's got so much potential. He helps fill the gap that Luke Kuechly, a future Hall of Famer, left. And that'll help shore up the defense.
0: Yeah, I think Isaiah Simmons could fall as far as to Jacksonville at nine just because his fit as far as what his position is. But once you get out of the top five, it's kind of like, well, this guy's a terrific player. He's going to be good somewhere. So I'm going to mock him here, but I could see him going seven, eight, or nine. All right, the Cardinals at eight. They've become interesting. DeAndre Hopkins, what they did last year, they improved, and they certainly looked interesting on offense. A lot of people think we might see maybe not a year or two where they go like Lamar Jackson and Baltimore did where they are kind of on the periphery to the best regular season team in the NFL, but people are expecting a jump for them. In 2020, What piece do they add to, to try to help that? What, what do they need most? Where do, where do you see them going, John?
2: Well, I want to preface this by saying in my specific draft, if Jeff Okuda is there, still, they this is the no brain pick. They take him and, you know, they pair him, you know, opposite Patrick Peterson and they have two incredible corners. If he is not, I have always been bold on running backs at this point. And, you know, I've I told you guys that the Jags were going to take Fournette. I told you the Panthers were going to take McCaffrey. Here's my pick. I'm I'm gonna take have the Cardinals taking DeAndre Swift out of Georgia and really filling a hole in their backfield.
0: All right, as bold as that is, we've seen teams go top ten for a uh, running back. I don't see that there but deandre swift is definitely the most complete pack in this draft landon i think they'll do the opposite and they'll be super conservative and reach for a tackle any chance we see them get bold for a receiver or has the the deandre hopkins acquisition made that because i I would have thought that before They, they might have tried to hit a homer and just go all in on offense any possibility of that and where do you see them going with the depth of this receiver class,
1: I don't see them going with the receiver.
0: Yeah, that's for me. I don't think Wills is a uh, reach. I think some folks and casual fans may, may be looking for one of these skill position guys, but I think Jedrick Wills will fit well for them, and they absolutely need to protect him, especially on the perimeter, so to speak. So I think that's where they go. They do, like we talked about earlier, they protect their investment from the previous year. That's what we have time for today. We'll be back to you in a few days. Tighten up. Tighten up.